it is a lot different for a lot of reasons. First of all, we're not in the same conference anymore. That's been 11 years now. We don't play it every year. You know, we're taking two years off after this year. We've taken time off in the past. Didn't play it last year, although that was extenuating circumstances. The timing of the game, you know, early in the season, typically a rivalry game is, is the last game of the season. So there's a lot of reasons why it, it has a different feel than it used to. We're playing this year, so we got to be ready to go. That they are playing it this year. It is another chapter in the Holy War coming up on Saturday. Utah and BYU. Joining us now on the Smart Rain guest line, one of our favorite people on the planet. He's a better human being than all of us. It's Steve Tate joining us right here on the Zone Sports Network. Steve, how are you? Hey, Steve. What's going on? It's been a while, guys. It's been a minute. How have you been? Life's good. Life's, life's really good. Can't complain. It's crazy, chaotic. Uh, yeah, busy. Busy busy is good. But uh, here we are now, rivalry week. Does this week still mean something? I mean, it's been a – I mean, look, I'm not calling you old, but it's been a minute since you've been out on the field. Uh, no, it's, been, it's been a minute. <laughs> is it this still to get the juices flowing a little bit for you when it's this week? You know, like like Coach Witt said, that teaser oh, when you came back from break, it's it's it is different. I mean, you know, you wish it was the same. It's just it's not the same. You know, it's it's. I'm not saying that it doesn't mean a lot, and the fans aren't into it like they've always been. But you know, man, it's just it's it's not that same nostalgic feeling growing up when that was everything. You know, that rivalry game was everything. I remember growing up, big Utah fan, and. At that point, I think we were the minority, and it was mostly BYU fans in the class. And it was like that would like ruin your that would ruin the rest of your year, like if you lost to those guys, right? And and then playing in it, of course, from the same conference, um, you know, it's, it's different. It's different for sure. It's different, but you know, it still means a lot. It, uh, it means a lot to the fan bases. I, I love that they're playing. Um, you know, but uh, I think Coach Witt is right. And it's, you know, being in different conferences, college football's changed too, in, in some in some sense. So. But uh, nevertheless, uh, you know, bragging rights are there, and you know, don't don't fool yourself. The players, it means a lot to players, and of course, the fans. So, Steve, talk to us a little bit about this streak that Utah's gone on. What goes into a streak like this? Nine games long over an eleven-year period. How does it start? How does it go this long? And when when do you even see it ending? If you do see it ending. Gosh, you know, I don't know. I mean, it, it's crazy to, to think it's gone on this long. Um, you know, I don't know. I've heard a lot of uh, – you, you, there's a lot of theories as to why it's continued on this on this path. Of course, um, you know, I think Utah getting into the Pac-12 certainly helped their their recruiting efforts. I will say Kalani's done an amazing job, you know, I, um, and that's not to discount what Bronco did. I think Kalani um, in his first – couple few years he's he's done a great job getting getting having people buy into the system as well and you know putting his stamp on on the program i think that takes time you know i think i think just that i think utah with the consistency of coach whittingham and then you know entering the pac-12 um you know that that brings a lot of recruits in um and then byu of course you, you know you lose a coach bronco and then you know hire make a great hire in kalani but it takes a while you know it takes it takes the coaches a while to, to really put their stamp on the program to get guys you know invested to get them believing in what you're doing i mean i i went through the same thing with urban when even with with coach witt taking over you know there was there was a learning curve and you know Co- coach whittingham obviously figured it out but there was a learning curve when urban left and 
you know, it's, it's not an easy task to be a, a first-time head coach. And that's what, you know, BYU was, was witnessing with, with Kalani taking over. And I, I think he's done an incredible job. You know, he has. He's done a great job. But, you know, it takes time. Steve Tate joining us right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Uh, give me some of your favorite memories of this of playing in this thing. You, you guys had some battles back in the day. Oh, man, yeah. I, I think probably my, my – obviously my favorite memory when I played in was when, when we went down there with Ratliff. You know, it was, it was a – that was a, a crazy season. We were, we were fighting to get bowl eligible. Um, we had five wins, and, you know – down goes Brian Johnson, tears his ACL, and and I joke, but you know the truth be told, it was like Brett Brett Ratliff, and everyone thought his name was Ratcliffe, and here he enters and just had this poise about him, and we only saw a glimpse of him uh, in that New Mexico game. We ended up losing the New Mexico game, um, but it was crazy just going into that game. Um, he just had this, he just had this this quiet confidence to him. And I remember just all week just telling him, look, you, you're going to be a legend in this state if you win this game. You know, we're 17-point we're underdogs. We've got nothing to lose. But it was, you know, we just had this confidence. Like, I know we were 17-point underdogs or whatever it was, but I, I, just, I knew we were going to win that game. I just felt the, the confidence in the locker room leading up to it. We just kind of, for whatever reason, we just it was one of those where we have nothing to lose. And, you know, I remember Coach Whittingham, before that game really talking to us about why he chose Utah and to, to stay at Utah and not go to BYU. And it was an emotional game, and we ended up obviously winning in overtime um, that, that year, and that, my, that was my sophomore year. So that, that, was a, that was a fun one. Of course, the year before was great going to the Fiesta Bowl, but, you know, and then I lost a couple of those, those heartbreakers. So I've been on the tail ends of, of both sides. I've, it's, it's, it's gut-wrenching, and uh, it, it hurts. You know what? What's crazy, and fans don't want to hear this, though, uh, and, and hands, you probably know this, but, you know, what, what is nuts about it is when you're playing in it, you know, of course you have all the emotions leading up to it, and then you're in the mid, middle of the game, and it's like there, there's, this, there's this, like, quiet, like, respect, fraternity feel to it where, yeah, you, you, you know, you want to win, you want to you, you hate these guys, but there's also this, like, absolute respect back and forth when you're going against that guy, who you, you know you've been watching all year or or throughout that you've been playing against the uh, against the last few years. I mean, there's just there is a there is a fraternity still in college football that exists even in rivalry games. There truly is, man. I I can remember back. I think it was my senior year, just busting in on a stunt and having Jordan Gross, who was from a similar part of Idaho as I was, just catch me blindside. I, I felt like I was coming clean. You know how. You're coming yeah. around as a D tackle and offensive tackle just chips that shoulder, and you fall flat. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember, I remember getting up and I'm, I'm, you know, ready to jump up in this dude's face because you know I fell flat. I'm embarrassed and, and I look and it's Jordan and I'm like, oh, hey Jordan, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> smack him on the butt, you know, because you're you're so familiar. And yeah. A, a, a lot of these guys are so familiar and and you you've grown up with these guys or you know these guys are you know, maybe cross paths with them in recruiting. Did you have crossover, Steve, when you were playing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, with a, a few of the guys. Yeah. I mean, uh, the Papingas, you know, uh, I obviously I played with the older brother at Utah State, so I knew them. Um, I, had, I had crossovers with quite a few of the, the, the linemen um, that, gosh, I swear, like every single line, every time I was in a safety blitz or something, they picked me up, and it was – you know, we'd banter, and I loved. You know, I, I was one to trash talk, and I know that I got, 
I still, I think fans still hate me for it, but it, it was, you know, it wasn't dirty trash talk. It was fun, playful, like, Hey, you know, I mean, it was just your, it was, it was your fun banter back and forth. Um, and that's what, you know, that's why I loved it is the guys, you know, guys, and there's a huge, like I said, there's a big respect, uh, huge respect component to it. Um, when those guys are, are battling, uh, when, when, you know, you're, you're battling guys that you played in high school against, of course. And, um, you know, coats I played against, of course, in high school, and we, we went and played against each other at, at, in college. So, yeah, it's it's a huge mutual respect. Although, you know, it is a rivalry game, but I, I found that to be the, the the most interesting, having played in it, growing up in it as a fan, and just having how seeing how heated it was, and then playing in it, and it was heated, but it's just like, oh, this is a fraternity still. These guys are are going through that the same grind like we are. Knowing how important that game was to you. And and again, like like Kyle says, this is this game in the grand scheme of things. While it may mean a lot to fans, pales in comparison to the USC game coming up, and 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 the other big conference games coming up. And that's just you know the reality of playing in the Pac-12 for the University of Utah. But for your perspective, when it was a game that really really mattered, when it was a game that oftentimes came down to a conference championship, did you? How did it affect your preparation leading into this game? Did you? Spend a little bit more time prepping for this game, maybe as opposed to other games. Oh, without doubt. No, yeah, without doubt. I mean, it was you know I, I we had a change. Of course, it's, it's funny now looking at Utah and, and BYU and their strategy. You have, you have Utah who played twelve personnel with two tight ends. It was always BYU, you know, the tight ends that we had to prepare for. And so leading up to that game, uh, we didn't deal with a lot of teams that ran. That, that really utilized their tight ends like BYU did. So uh, I had the task of me, me and Pitta were I – was, I was going against Pitta all game. So, I mean, all week it was like basically Sean Smith was I, – I was, I was going against him. He was, he was Pitta in, on the scout team. Funny that Sean Smith was a scout team player here that ended up a player for like six years. But, yeah, he was my scout team player at one point. Uh, but he was, you, he was Pitta. You tell your kids that, don't you? You're like, yeah, hey, you know what? He's scout team for me. <laughs> all the time. He was my scout team player. <laughs> uh, so Pitta, yeah. So he was, you know, Scott, uh, Sean was, was Pitta all week. And it was just, he was pushing me. And, you know, I spent hours even after practice and watching film. And, it, I mean, it, it means, it, it, you know, to say, it, to say it was just another game would be a lie. I mean, I, I would put so much work and blood and sweat and tears into it and, and that's why it hurt all the time when you lose. And, you know, you put so much into it. Um, yeah, so I'd say the preparation, by far, you just take it to another level. And, you know, I think I've, I've said this before, but those in-state kids, you know, they, they have – sometimes they have more to lose. Than, you know, they just they just know. They're so familiar with it. So, you know, they're playing in front of their friends, their family, they're the people that watch them in high school, whatever. So they're, they're – they tend to – in these games, they tend to play with a little more emotion than – perhaps the out-of-state kids that don't know much about the rivalry. What are your thoughts about it going away for 2022 and 2023 in lieu of playing Florida home and away? I mean, I can't, I can't complain. The Utah fan, you can't complain too much. I mean, playing the SEC, playing a team like Florida um, is, is a, is a great opportunity and you need to do that for the program. Uh, you know, those, the, the PAC 12 needs those games against the, uh, against the SEC. You know, I think it, we'd all be lying to say that the Pac-12 isn't down this year and, you know, you need to, you need to up your game and games against the SEC are, are huge and you need to be able to showcase those. So um, I think it's, a, I think it's a big, those are two big games for Utah. Uh, and, and unfortunately it comes at the expense of, of not playing BYU. I, you know, I, I like the game for the, 
for the fans. Now, again, does it mean everything now? It, it doesn't like it used to. It's, that's the unfortunate part, but it, it means a lot for the fans and you know some of the good that comes from the rivalry. Of course, fans get together and you know at times do great causes like my charity and Reno's charity. So there's a lot of good in the rivalry too. So you know that that's when you don't play those games, you don't have those opportunities too. Some of those the, the goods that come from from the rivalry game. Um, so I. It's tough. I think Utah fans need Utah. The program itself needs those Florida games, but you know you always hate not seeing you know BYU on the schedule because it's such it's the history behind it. The uh, give me your assessment. What do you see out of this Utah team? What have you? Uh, what jumps out at you and your evaluation of who this team is this year? Love, love Brewer. You know, I'm, I'm, I it's it seems like it's been a minute since we just had a, a, a quarterback back there that just is on a different level. You know, I, I, I gosh, I don't know how far you go back, but it, it seems like you go back quite a ways before you, you really had a guy back there that, that you're true, that I, as a Utah fan, you're truly confident can, can lead you, by, you know, from a comeback from behind or whatever. But I think Brewer has that. I think he's, he's got that moxie. I liked, I liked him when he was at Baylor shocked that he, you know, transferred um, because I thought he, I, I really liked I liked him. I liked him as a player. I liked what he brought. Um, the intangibles of the quarterback, you know, makes good decision, but still has a little, you know, moxie in him. Um, so I think quarterback play I really liked. Of course, you know, I touched on the tight ends. I think you've just got a, you, you've got quite a bit of tight ends right there that utilize. You know, it's really unique when you can run, you know, Keithy on a tight end reverse. I mean, <laughs> never in college football would you think you could run a tight end reverse, and Utah tends to do it. Um, so I think, you know, and then obviously Covey and, you know, one thing I will say that, you know, it's, it was a little shaky and, you know, certainly I know the coaching staff's, you know, shoring up is, is I think offensive line, you know, uh, blocking, you know, run blocking. I thought that was the one area where I felt they were a little, showed a little bit of you know, some weakness against Weber state, um, you know, not being able to get a push and, you know, getting a goal line stand when you're, when you've got those big boys up front, you should be able to, you know, you should be able to get five, you know, five yards at will. Um, and they didn't do that. So that's, you know, I think that's a little bit of a concern for Utah fans with going into this week. Of course, BYU is going to be physical. Um, but all in all, you know, I think Utah took, did what they had to do. And that first game's tough. You know, first game's tough. You don't know, you, you know, you're kind of, you got a new quarterback, you got a new running back and there's a lot of things you're throwing in there. So, they got the win, but I think this is a week that really will tell Utah fans where 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 they are going into Pac-12 play. Steve, do you believe that Kyle Whittingham has found his long-term guy at OC and Andy Ludwig? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Isn't it crazy? <laughs> Speaking of me being old, but he this is he was the OC when I when I was playing, you know. Yeah. So he's uh, here. He is now um, with different weapons, a different uh, philosophy. Um, I, I like. I like what he's done. I like what Coach Ludwig has done. Um, you know, with the personnel they have, um, I think he, he he's done a great job last year as well. Um, you know, I think it'll be interesting to see. They've got to stretch the field a little bit more. Uh, we didn't see that against Weber State. I think that's something we, we didn't see quite last year. I think they have, you know, certainly they went out and got some weapons to stretch the field, get that vertical passing game going. But, you know, that's something uh, that's got to evolve this season. But, I think Coach Witt, you know, trusts Coach Ludwig, and rightfully so. I think he's he's proven himself over the years, and I think, you know, it's a match that uh, I think it's a match that the two of them both worked well with each other, and there's a trust, a level of trust there, and that perhaps may have not have been 
with the other OCs that were at Utah, but I think there is now with, with Ludwig here. Steve, I apologize for putting you on the spot here, but uh, I love well, what you've you done. always do that, man. Don't <laughs> I <know. laughs> no, I, I, uh, I mean, what the work you've done with the uh, Hayes Tough Foundation is just incredible, and and uh, I, I just uh, wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about if there's any events coming up or anything that we can do. I know you can go to HayesTough.org and and donate directly there, but anything people should be keeping an eye on here in the future. Oh, man, I, I appreciate that. I, I thought you meant putting me on a spot like Kinahan would do, like PK or something, yeah. or yeah. cause some controversy or something like that. No, uh, I appreciate that. That means a lot. Um, you know, one thing that came to, that just recently uh, transpired and, and the unfortunate, we got the unfortunate news, one of my former teammates at Utah State, David Fia Fia, of course, you know, Hunter High School yes. uh, fans remember David, uh, and, and, and Utah State fans remember David, and he's a coach up at Utah State, but his son was just diagnosed with cancer. Um, and, uh, so that's, that's three teammates that I had at Utah state who has either been diagnosed or lost a child to cancer. Um, and it's, 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 it's prevalent. It's, you know, childhood cancer, uh, is, is here. It hasn't, I mean, unfortunately hasn't, there haven't been a lot of improvements in that area. Um, it's, it's sad, you know, it's, it's a, it's a disease that impacts, everyone in some regards um everyone nowadays knows somebody who has been affected by childhood cancer and we're not making great strides in in the research and development um you know whether that is the lack of in the the lack of profitability from you know pharmaceutical companies i don't know but uh, there's been no push real push for specific pediatric medicine um you know p- these these children are just treated with you know adult medications that are titrated down and, and they, they really have no big research for, for pediatric cancer. And, and, and I think our, the biggest push for Hayes Tough is, you know, we're, we're hopeful one day that there will be a cure. I'm hopeful. I don't know if there will be, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful, but in the meantime, there's a lot of people suffering and, uh, you know, we get, we get, um, requests weekly about families that are in need. Um, I'm uh, at least, at least once a week, if not two or three times a week from families, uh, not only locally, but throughout the U S that are in need to pay for medical bills, to pay for transportation costs, um, to pay for that, you know, uh, the unfortunate part of paying for their, the funeral of these, of these kids. Um, and so that's where Hayes tough comes in. That's what our foundation's about. You know, uh, it, it's terrible getting news that your son has cancer or, you know, finding out that, you know, your son's going on hospice and then having to come up with a bill to pay for funeral costs. You know, nobody should do, have to do that. And so, you know, part of Hayes Tough is we do those things. Um, we provide that, you know, that that um, area that's kind of overlooked where, um, you know, these families really need the, the extra expenses covered. So that's our goal. It's our mission. Um, we've been blessed because this community, both the BYU community and Utah, have rallied around Hayes Tough. Um, and, and I'm so appreciative of that. Um, and any other donations moving forward is fantastic. And we, we, we're so appreciative. Uh, tastetough.org is where you can find us. And again, you know, when you donate to us, it's just my wife and I, we're doing it out of good cause. We don't get anything for it. It's just out of the you know goodness of our heart to keep our son's legacy alive. And that's, that's what it's all about. Steve, you're a good man, dude. We appreciate it. Thanks for joining us again, haystuff.org. Uh, appreciate your time as always, and can't wait to catch up with you again here soon. Let's not wait so long before we do this again. All right, guys. Much love. Appreciate you. You're Good amazing, guy. brother. Thank you.
Steve Tate right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network.